G'day Sports by Fry fans, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast, back with JLo, a couple of days out from a brand new AFL season, so what better excuse to fire up the Sports B pod again. Obviously, every AFL fantasy enthusiast is making the final tweaks and last couple of trades and changes to their team, so JLo and I thought there's no better time for he and I to run through our entire lineup talk a couple of popular names, give some verdict on some rookies, etc. We then peered into the crystal ball and gave our predictions for what we think will happen this upcoming AFL season. And it wouldn't be a Sports by Fry pod if we didn't talk a little bit about basketball. Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid are about to go head-to-head uh, in the Nuggets Sixers clash. And Jalo reckons that the MVP could be decided in this match. And I kind of agree with the fella. So plenty to get into. Bumper episode. Let's get into it. We are roughly oh, about 500 k's away from each other, something like that. Yeah, something like that. First ever remote sports by fry podcast. How the bloody hell are you, JLo? I'm bloody good, mate. I've, I've recovered from the big weekend we have, and uh, I'm good to go. I'm ready to. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm in it. I'm I'm freaking out actually. Yeah, I've I just was waiting. I was like, tell yeah. me how you really feel. I've spent almost all day just like. Popping back to my fantasy and just like, oh my god, what is happening? Like, where am I even at? I don't know. And I just, and to be honest, I, I don't know. I don't know if this happens every year. I don't know if you think this happens every year, but it feels like this is the worst start it's ever been. I have had exactly the same uh, wave of emotions. Uh, mm. Ironic that yeah, we spent the weekend together and choose now when we're in different towns and cities to do the podcast, but. We were drunk. uh, Yeah, good point. My fantasy side uh, underwent a lot of uh, altering since I last saw you and then resorted back to the norm and then completely altered it again. So uh, let's You literally start start from the start again or? I did. I cleared team. I cleared team. I was pretty close to doing that today (laughs) and I I still might. I think I did about three or four times. eh? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But. I'm pretty happy with how the outfit looks. I mean, we can talk actual footy. West Coast's pretty banged up. Fremantle's always glass half full at this time of the year, but give us a loss to Adelaide in round one, and I'm sure we'll be back down mm. to earth. But let's uh, let's start with fantasy. Let's be honest. That's what most of the listeners want. That's what uh, we enjoy arguably the most when it comes to talking footy. Yeah. Where's your midfield at? Because that's where you and I say that the points are won and lost. That's honestly what's kind of dictated the rest of my lineup. I'm pretty happy. Sure. I haven't like changed a shitload from what I showed you on the weekend and what I've kind of believed throughout most of the preseason, but it has fluctuated. So where's your where's your midfield at? Who are the couple of big guns you got in there first up? Uh, I'm, mate, I had J-Mac in there at one point today and then it's that's no. <laughs> so the first work I put in was Zachy Merritt. I just yep. think he's a perennial top four fiver kind of guy um, depending on how Tuki Miller looks each year but I reckon he's he's right in that slot like I think he turned 25 last year or the year before and that's sort of me and your little it's what we reckon he's 26 there you go yeah that um, is the that is the window that's the, the the magic number so Zachy Merritt was number one I was pretty keen to get Andy Brayshaw in there so he's sitting yeah. at my M3 Lockie Neal's M2 
I just chucked in Paddy Cripps um, replacing Tim Kelly. Because, you know, you want to have fun when you're playing fantasy football. So you want one of your team's players in there. So TK was the guy for me until COVID reared its ugly head. And then uh, pretty basic from there on out. Matty Crouch, Matty Rao, JHF, and uh, the Dake. So it's it's sort of a full midfield in a way. I'm hoping to not have to touch... Even, depending on how Matty Rao goes, six of those blokes. Yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, it's that's I usually stock my midfield and just go, I'm not touching that for the first five, six weeks, injury pending. And that's kind of the way I've gone again. Yeah, so speaking of J-Mac that you mentioned uh, earlier, he's my M1. Mm. I had him locked yep. in there. Good choice. Not most of the preseason, but like before the games actually started, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. um, yep. I've then got Tommy Mitchell second. I kind of missed the boat on him late last year. So I've definitely had FOMO and wanted to include him. But the more I'm looking at him, the more I'm like, nah, I'm picking Andy Brayshaw because he was originally my third best midfielder. Gotcha. And then, oh, I don't know. I've chopped, like I said, I kept chopping and changing stuff. It's now Lockie Neal. And then I've gone with like your Crouch, Rao, Dacos, Horn Francis and Joshy Ward yep. from Hawthorne. It was that... Did he have a good game the other day? Oh, he's a rookie. That's right. He did yeah. have a good game the other day. Yeah. So he had 29 touches, I want to say. Mm. But like in a midfield that didn't have um, Tom Mitchell or Jago Amira playing. And yep. he did play, I've got the numbers in front of me now. He had 91 points from 67% time on ground, which is pretty okay. elite. Yep. But, and he was like, by fantasy numbers and like ball winning ability, he was like probably the best rookie last year. Dacos was in like a bit of a league of his own. But yeah, I don't know. I'm still, now that we're sitting here and I'm talking about it, I'm looking at it. I really miss the Andrew Brayshaw pick. I reckon he is going to be like, no one's talking about him as potentially cracking that like 110, 115 average. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like a top seven to six fantasy player, including your Grundies and your Gorns and your, Backman and your forwards, your Dunkleys, etc. I reckon he's primed for a massive fucking year. Like Fifey, getting a bit older. Mundy, I don't think he actually can get any older. I think he's at his expiry date. And everyone's tipping Sarong to have like that big leg up, which he still might. Mm. But I reckon yeah. Brace is like, not like Brownlow contention. I don't think he's going to be like that good. But fantasy numbers wise, I reckon he's going to mark, tackle, kick a couple snags and average like 28 a game. I'm banking on 108 from him. That's what I expect. Yeah, okay. And uh, yeah, so that's around, the, I guess, the mark you're sort of saying. Maybe not the couple, 115. I'll be bloody stoked. Than, um, what he's priced at. And yeah, like I said, he was in my team. Picked him in our draft league last night, which I'm sure we'll touch yeah. it at one point. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that midfield group, I think I'm pretty set in stone now because it's allowed me to do a couple of other things in my forward and my back line that I'm really happy mm. with. So yeah. Um, let's transition into the forward line. I want to do the rucks last because uh, I think you and I are both trying to buck the trend of the normal Gordon Grundy uh, train. So who have you yeah, got? Don't know, your... don't know if buck's the right word. It might might be the F word, to be honest. Yeah, it might backfire yeah. and uh, fuck us over. But hey, nothing ventured, <laughs> nothing gained. Yeah. What have you got uh, in the forward line? What are you rocking with? Taranto was the one bloke who I thought I need to have him out of all the 
the blokes I Ooh, saw. Because I really, to be honest, if he was a midfielder, I would have put him in straight in. I yeah, had him last year, unbelievably good. The year before, he was great. Um, I just reckon he's, I reckon he's a top ten fantasy player, regardless of the year. So lock him straight away. Probably going as my vice captain in week one, and then it's chopped and changed a lot. Um, but I actually have a, a fuller forward line than I'd originally planned. Same. Just because there's there's kind of five or six guys in the forward line mix who I think are just I just think they'll be top five or six forwards at the end of the year, regardless of DPPs. So yeah, okay. went with Trell next. Um you said he was unfit for a shoulder. He went he went for scans after their Amy series game, but there's been right. nothing else mentioned since. So And I guess, you know, we're gonna find out about him very quickly first. within yeah, the day. Yep. So um I'll watch him I'm closely. Sure there, would have number... been, there would have been news that broke if there was something like pear shaped, right? Like I mean, I've been Googling a lot since I saw it on <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, the Sports by Fry Instagram. Right. Were you so... not listening? I have been sitting in front of my computer playing with my fantasy team most of the day, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've been doing a lot of Googling all week since I saw that. Um, yeah, okay. All week? Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, That's and then I've thing. gone after his after his Amy series and the practice match, Cogs. I think he's uh, he's poised for a bounce back. Um, yeah, he had a weird year, didn't he? With the captains, I think it just got in his head. He seems like one of those guys who things can get in the head. So I think that did him, but I reckon he's going to have a good year. His price, super well. And then pretty similar with the practice matches and the Amy series. It's a shitty that they're both, let's just call it the Amy series. Yeah, the preseason. I've gone butters. So they're my sort of pretty solid four. And then Mm -hmm. Will Brody, and uh, then I'm going to have to have a basement rookie. And so my team is. A lot's hanging in the balance on some 190k is coming in. Otherwise, I'll have to do a bit of a shuffle row. But yeah, at the moment, I'm just gonna just gonna leave it as is and just wait for selections. I guess before I uh, went for a bit of a trundle, Lasavo, I uh, posted the like. Oh, you went for a run, did you? Yep, yep. Just want to get that. Oh, on listen to this bloke. Oh, la dida. Uh, yeah, a whole like 23 minute. <laughs> um, yeah, well done tried to identify some of the like basement blokes who are going to potentially play around one. Mm. Uh, and I have paid up for a lot of non-basement blokes in my field. I think yeah, everyone every year is like, there's no rookies, but this year there's rookies, but they're all just fucking expensive. Mm. So my, yeah. my starting four is almost exactly the same, but I got Dunkley instead of um, Timmy Terrance. Yep. Sure. I reckon, um, I think I shaved a couple of bucks by doing that. Um, maybe yeah, like 50 or 60 K. Um, yeah. But I, again, like you said, after Butters and Cogs's preseason, I was like, yep, I'm pretty happy squeezing them in. Um, getting rid of bloody Andy Brayshaw and grabbing Matty Rowell or Crouch, whichever one I didn't have in before. That gave me the money to go from like someone like Will Brody jumped up to Butters. Yeah, but I think sure. he, he's priced at 76 and Cogs is at 82. I reckon they'll both probably go 90s um, at worst. So pretty happy with both of them. They'll probably stay in the team most of the year. I think, I think, oh yeah, anyway, carry on. Yep. Um, and then I got good old Josh Rochelle, the Hawks draftee, yeah. who's a bit yeah. Toby Greenish. Uh, if you read the Sports by Fry articles surface in the World Wide Web. And then I've gone. He's definitely one that I'd be willing to sort of 
cut Will Brody in half and mm. turn into two more slightly. Even though I think Will Brody's going to have a good year, but he's that's he's a, definitely yeah, a guy. That's a tough one because I had Brody in the butters spot, yeah. and that freed up or oh, three hundred grand, I think, or something mm. of the likes. But I think I've kind yeah, of talked feet. myself out of him because I'm like I haven't seen him with Fife yet, um, and. I don't know. He like he didn't play a ton of time on ground in either of the two preseason games. Like he the first scratchy we played against you boys, he just looked like an elite god. But I was like, yeah, take that with a grain of salt. And then similar deal in the preseason after the fact. The thing I liked about him in the second game was that I didn't spot the guy. I could didn't see him touch the footy. Finished on ninety something, you know. So yeah, fair. Yeah, I just feel like he's he's priced at what fifty one. I just feel like he's got enough room to grow. And from there, you know, that sort of puts him up into that range where you can pretty easily jump to someone. And that's something I always think in the back of my mind. I'm like, some of these basement rookies and stuff, you're like, fuck, am I even going to be able to turn these cats into something? Like, or will I just have to go back down to a rookie and use that 200? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it gets a bit pear-shaped. Yeah. Well, at the moment, I've got, yeah, um, I can't remember if I said it or not. Ralph Smith, the Richmond bloke, that they reckon is going to play off the halfback line. Yep. But I've also got a spare bit of Dosh line around. So I've gone that Tristan Cherry or Xeri um, on my bench at the moment. Yeah, what was that game he fucking had on the weekend, mate? And I'm like, Goldie's not getting any younger. They might just be starting to do a bit of a tandem. And he could be like one of those blokes that he'd probably just get his 50s, but he'll get 20-odd hitouts every week might yeah. just be able to make a bit of bank but again he's you and he's not a rock option yeah he'll get it like a couple of weeks in but um doesn't help us fucking right now does it yeah. come on cherry your dog yeah 281 grand i'm like if there's a 190k bloke that gets named i'm axing him and i'll probably throw the money on one of those other young blokes and get brody yeah like you said yeah. being a dockers man i can't at the moment i got zero dockers in my side so Jesus, come on, mate. Yeah, I need to up my ante. Uh, did have a look at Hayden Young in the back line, but I don't think you can justify having him at his price. But now that I've got a bit more uh, dough after getting rid of Braish, I've actually managed to squeeze in a couple of boys here. And I'm pretty happy with how the back line looks. So I've got okay. Crispy at the first slot. Got Whitfield second. Got Georgie Hewitt third after he's pretty like, Everyone was like, oh, he got a ton of handballs. He only scored 85. I'm like, yeah, but he played like full midfield and he's only priced in the 60s. So if he's getting 80, that's a huge upside. Um, snagged Sicily as well. And then I've uh, thrown good old Justin McInerney in there after watching him this preseason as well. The Sydney bloke, everyone reckons hey, he's going to have that um, Jordan Dawson role on the wing. So yeah, grabbing him means that I've now got Josh Gipkus as the only... Uh, rookie defender. Uh, don't really love his like scoring potential. He's a looks like a pretty good talent, but doesn't look like a great fantasy player. And then a sure. couple of other basement blokes floating around. So yeah, I'm not sold fully on having like all those other like 500k blokes in the back line. But mm. I think like the structure of my team, I'm really happy with. I think McInerney is going to be really good. Hewitt and Sicily are also going to outperform their starting price. So I think I'm just going to sit with that. And if I have to play Gipkiss and there's no other like cheap defenders, then so be it. 
Hewitt's one of those, I had a good long look at him today because um, I've got the same as you, Crispy and Lockie. And then I've gone paid up and got shorty. Oh, I like at that. My, at my day three, but I, then I'm pretty skinny elsewhere. Um, and again, we'll rely on a couple of rookies being on field in the back line. <clears throat> but I had a good look at Hewitt today and I just I just worry about his how he's going to look in round three or four when Walshy comes back. It's a good point. And I think that'll bite right into him. Like, uh, But he, he might be a good cash grab for the first three weeks and then sort of jump to someone or, you know, it's a bit of a tricky one, but he, he, I'm a little bit wary of him um, at that price range. So I'm I sort of agree. That, um... The 500 is a... Yeah, I'm hoping bloody Nick Dacos, he seems like he's a lock to get another status in round six. And I'm yeah. hoping it's defense. It seems like it's going to be defense. All the talk this preseason is he's also going to be playing off the half back line. So, you know, I might be able to then do a bit of a Hugh flip with Dake and then hopefully Hugh's in the high 600s, low 700s, Tuke mm. or Jack Steele or someone's got off to a slow start and I can just go bang and upgrade, but... You know, that's me planning five, six weeks in advance. Uh, I'm sure by the time I get to that point, my team will be in utter shambles. So, I reckon in uh, one day, 19 hours and three minutes, it'll pretty, probably be another utter shambles, mate. Though I hope, I, I hope not by then, but you know, probably. Yeah, one day, 19 hours and two minutes. <laughs> Guaranteed. Oh, sorry, yep. Mine <laughs> no, hasn't refreshed yet. <laughs> these pits will be sweating at that point. That's for sure. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. All right, here we go. What do your rucks look like, mate? This is, uh, you You always bring something unique and rare to the table. Last year, I think it was that you had a full midfield, except for maybe like Matty Rowell or someone. Uh, what have you got, what do you got for me in 2022? How's R1 and R2 looking? First thing I did as I made my team at the, the first time I made it was just before I did anything else, I just went, go on Grundy. Don't think about it. Just do, you know? And, and I've kind of got to the point where I'm like, I really need some money. I really need some <laughs> cash. So uh, I'm, I'm at this point with one day, 19 hours and one minute to go. I've got Rowan Marshall at R1. Cause I, you know, I think he's, if he gets me, he averaged 90 last year. If he gets me 90 for the first five weeks, I actually am not unhappy with that. I to am be laughing, honest. but I think that's a good pick. Well, look, and you never know with these fucking rucks, especially like some rucks seem to start really hot and some start really cold. I know he had a bit of an interrupted year last year as well. So I'm just hoping he just has a clean run. Mm. Road dog Marshall. Um, and also I just wasn't that sure on Grundy. Um, I know the fantasy boys, the three, uh, was really picking him to play really well. And he's saying he's really fit, but I'm just not so sure. I don't know. I just, I wonder if he's, He's lost a bit. I'm sure he'll prove me wrong in round one, but um, yeah, I wasn't sold on Grundy after the practice matches and stuff. So go on, Rome. Light the world on fire. No, I didn't. And I sort of thought, I looked at his time on ground. It was, it was reasonable enough. Like probably what I would have expected from Grundy normally, maybe a little bit down, but Mm. you know, I just, I wasn't like, it, it shook my confidence anyway. So Rowan Marshall won and then I've gone and this could change. I, I would be tempted to go Riley O, but um, at the moment I've got Timmy English um, coming off a good game on the weekend. Mm. 
he's sort of right in that slot. I think he's 23 now, uh, 24. Oh, even better. He's one year closer Ooh, to the he's magic. He's getting close. 25. He's getting close. And I, I just, you know, there is going to be a, a year, like we've said it for years, that Timmy English will be, I think he'll be the premier Ruckman in the comp at some point. Like, and, and he is one of those blokes who really does play like a midfielder. Like his yeah, field kicks pretty good. It takes clunks um, and sort of Steph Martin's roles slowly tapering off. I just think oh, I'm, I'm fucking really hoping that this is the year that he sort of takes a, if, if not takes a little leap, at least just holds it 80 for me, which is what he's priced at. And then it just gives me enough flexibility going into round one to sort of fill the rest of the slots up. And you kind of always play that game. You're like, oh, well, he's, let's say Grundy and Gorn get me 40 extra points over these blokes. Yeah. You know, is it, can I get those 40 points elsewhere? And I, I feel like it, the, the way my team structure now, that will happen. But um, I tell you what, mate, I, you know, that's re- this, those two are really subject to change. Let's just put it you that know way. What? I actually uh, had Tim English in my forward line earlier on uh, wow. preseason because I, I don't think, mind that. I think a very similar thing. I think he's going to have that little leap. I think, oh, he averaged in the Corona year, like 74 or 75, which equates to like a 90 average in normal years. Yeah. And then Steph Martin rocked up and obviously the dogs are trying to win a flag and they're going to probably keep using those two in tandem. But Steph's like 35 now. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty banged up in his like back half of his Brisbane days as well. So I wouldn't be surprised mm. if he was, wasn't used for all 22 games. So, uh, and part of the reason that I had Timmy in the forward line was I just wanted a little bit of injury insurance and a backup plan. Cause I've currently got Grundy. I'm all in on him as well. I'm blowing smoke mm. up his ass, just like the traders boys. But uh, I've got Jared Witz. Jared Witsy is my R2 at the moment. And I tell you what, it's, it's going to cause me a lot of sleepless, uh, not a lot of sleepless nights because there's one and a half left. But you know what I mean? Mm. It's causing me a lot of dilemma. I'm not I don't know. as high I as I was on him. I actually wouldn't be as worried as you are about Witsy because he, he didn't play much on the weekend. Like he played like 50% yeah. game time, you know? I was at that point. Uh, you know, like, I don't know, 53. Four, it, was, it was low. Like, it wasn't – he he was way down the list on time yeah. on ground. So, you know, I think he had, what, 50-ish? Yeah, ballpark, I think. Yeah, call it 50. Um, you could tell that he was the definition because I watched that. That was a Monday night against the Cats. That's right. He just was cruising. Like, he was on autopilot. I think he had, like, yeah. six touches and one mark. So, like, clearly was just out there to, like, get some – um, running his legs and go through the motions. Mm. So, and that's what I keep telling myself. But then the devil on my shoulder is like, oh, no, nah, man. Like, there's so many other good scorers in that spot. But I picked him last year. He started to, like, do what I thought he was going to do. He had, like, an 88 or something like that, then 100, and then did his knee, obviously. So I expect yeah. him to do the same and average in the 80s. And if he mm. does that, like I talked with Hewitt, I think they're almost exactly the same price. Um, I don't need him to light the world on fire. I just need him to kind of play his role. And then, you know, I might even use Tim English as a stepping stone because Gorn and Grundy have the same buy. Right. Uh, another, another reason that I'm like not super high on like starting with those two, just because yeah, for sure. 
I'm a little bit all over the shop with my buyers, but I've actually looked at it and I'm pretty happy with how it's shaped out after doing the latest changes. So I don't know. I don't factor a ton of my decision-making into the buy rounds at the moment, but yeah, with Witsy yeah, Price. That's, in the that's bloody miles off, mate. That's miles with, off. You're right. I sh- yeah. It's worth having a look at though. Just, uh, just to clarify. Oh, you're right. But. Yeah, you're right. I actually haven't looked at it all. So sh- thanks for fucking reminding me. Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you got something else to do in the next uh, one day, 18 hours and 56 minutes. Yeah, I was going to have a really productive day tomorrow, but that's out the window. Nuggets play Billy tomorrow and then got to spend five hours on my fantasy team. Fantastic. That'll be a bloody good game, actually. Make sure we uh, remember to circle back to that. Bloody hell. Um, All right. Now I was uh, going to open up the floor. Do you want to ask about any rookies? Because obviously you're uh, kind of, just auto filling the bench spots at the moment. Do you want to know who the the bench blokes to pick are? Do you want to know who's worth paying up for? Where's where's your head at? Well, to be honest, mate, uh, I like I said, I've been looking at this all day, and I've uh, been on Sports by Fry's Instagram page and website, uh, thinking it through. So uh, I'm actually pretty good. Uh, like I've going to pop Greggy Clark. Oh, that's Clark the podcast. The... Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, so, so got... <laughs> I'm thinking I'll pop uh, Greggy Clark on the bench. Um, I know he probably won't play around one, but he'll play games right. this year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's similar uh, vein to Dom Sheed. Like he's out for a couple of months. Oh, right. Anyway, I'll just Worth see checking. how that goes. Worth checking. Yeah, got Cooper Stevens there as well. Hopefully uh, he look, gets this... a gear go. Yeah, this is all subject to selections, like for real. Of course, um, yeah. Mine and I'm going to very right. carefully watch tomorrow and just be like, all right, actually, is there anyone I would move in, you know, the Doggies D's game? Or, anyway, mm-hmm. um, Sammy Skinner's back there. Huey Dixon, Hollands. I- I'm actually pretty good. Uh, is there anyone you think, J-Lo, you need to get this bloke? Well, I think Rochelle in your forward line is a solid get because yeah. some of the concern around him was oh he's going to be buried in the forward line and he's going to need to kick snags for his score but he was kind of playing like to be honest he looked a little bit oh. he was like toby green i thought he looked yeah, exactly like him i was gonna say that but yeah no he does he does look like toby green and he was like getting the ball not necessarily like on the wing but he was pushing outside the 50 he was tackling getting a couple marks so i think he's going to be a really strong performer in the forward line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hugo, Ralph Smith and Tristan Cherry, take them or leave them, honestly. Like, mm. I think both of them are going to be a bit of a hit or miss. Um, I'm a bit higher on Ralph Smith, but um, Hugh Dixon's another slow burn. Jack Hayes is probably who I'll have as my R3 if he's picked to play. Um, okay. Paddy Ryder's kind of replacement for the Saints short term. They signed him oh, two, three weeks ago bit of a sandful stud. So he's got forward ruck status. So it could be handy. Um, nice. If you've got some dollars to spend, I reckon it's worth, he might get named. And if he does, he's probably going to be the sub, but Connor McDonald is another um, pure mid who might play for the Hawks. Okay. He's 240 K and his break evens 28, which you think, even if he's the sub, surely he cracks like 30 points, but there's no guarantee of that happening. And the same could be said with bloody, um, Josh Sin out of Port Adelaide. Yep. He's like 260. He's If he's not picked as the sub, I'll probably swap him for Gibkiss, like put him into my okay. team. I reckon he'll be all right, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah, it's so tough. Like, 
there's a couple of other. I've got Nathan O'Driscoll in my back line at the moment, but I don't think he's going to play. There's a couple of the Essendon blokes that might get a berth. Kane Baldwin might play now that Harry Jones, I think, hurt his foot for the Bombers. Um, and Nick Martin's another one out of Subi, who he's a 190 forward that I reckon's worth just plugging on your bench in the forward line too. So a couple of characters to think about. Right. Right on. Oh, no, I appreciate that, mate. Last one, Sammy DeConning, defender forward, oh, yeah. versatile. Yep, yep. Uh, and like everyone says, and I preach it as well, that you need to get 30 green dots to start the season. But I agree. Yep. But, you know, like if I was to pick, let's say Sam DeConning's picked and Tom Stewart rests for Geelong or something, like pretty much written on the wall that like those two would just swap spots. So when you are picking those blokes, even if they are playing, obviously – They've then got a spot to lose, but I wouldn't be surprised if some of them do lose it. Last thing you want to do is get stuck with a bloke in the first couple of weeks that just sits there and rots away on your bench. Yeah, 100%. It's happened to me many times before. Yeah. Bane of our fantasy existence. Yeah, uh, Curtis Taylor. Oh, I've forgotten about that character. Good dog, me. All right. Um, how do you feel about your actually quite a good player. He's actually quite a good player these days, old Curtis. He has turned into a solid bloke. Um, how do you feel about your draft team? We did our draft last night, all 12 of us. Well, I should say 11 because Red fell asleep at the wheel and missed the draft. Uh, I, I'm okay with it. it. It's really hard to look. I, when I sort of finished up, I was like, oh, my God, that was a disaster. Like, just you look at your team and you're like, oh, man. But then I went around and looked at everyone else and I'm actually like, oh, shit, you know, everyone's got strengths and weaknesses and, I think I think Bruce is my ruckman though, so I have to um, address that. But otherwise, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy with my bench guys here. Let me just get it up real quick. Uh, well, Brucey, like I said to you earlier, he's banned for round one, but he might actually turn out to be a bit of a masterstroke if everything comes to fruition throughout the rest of the year. Well, that's just it, eh? Like, um, yeah, I must have picked Merritt first, Duncan second. Can't be unhappy with that. Um, yeah, solid. Joshy Kelly's in there. Jackie Zebel. Uh, I was pretty happy picking up Ryan Burton. I think he's going to have a good year off the, yeah, you know, nice. the defender for the um, Port. Who are I just think Port are going to have a ripper year. There's I I think they're more the um, Lions will win the premiership. So yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, maybe I'm unpopular, and they're going at it round one. So I reckon that might be. Oh, that's the, a could be a grand game. final fucking preview. Yeah, it is a good one. Um, so yeah, I was pretty happy. Um, forward lines, I think my forward and back line are quite strong. Midfield in the middle, but I got Merritt and Kelly, so you can't be unhappy. And I picked Hard a few to. guys like Baz Smith and Danger, who I think will potentially grab forward at, mm. or something at some point. And it's kind of how. I drafted those mids. Um, so we'll just see what happens. It's hard to yeah. get like pretty good lines across the board in backline mid and forward in this draft. But if you can get the oh, back and the forwards and then fill them with a couple of mids, you'd be pretty chuffed. I've got... Oh, and like, there's always great midfielders just sitting on the, the heap, you know? So, every year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always forget that. And I see people taking all the midfield studs. I'm like, oh God. But then I'm like, actually focus up. Forward and back, so the the big tickets. I feel. Yeah, I kind of got sucked into. I took McRae, Walshy, and Brayshaw with three of my first four picks. I wasn't right. going to take Walshy, but I 
kind of did it to snipe Kiz because he was picking next to well, him. Uh, and he was he was also on the board in like round five, wasn't he, or something? Like it was, he was three. Yeah, I got him around three. Oh, did you? Yeah. Right. Yeah, sorry, yeah. kids. Yeah. But still, like, pretty happy. Then who else have I got? I still got Dunkley, Salem, uh, Witherden, and Maynard, two of which are suspended, will be my, like, starting back three. But that's pretty solid, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty happy. Oh, you did did tease the uh, grand final bit earlier. So let's get into a couple of uh, predictions. Get out the crystal ball. Let's uh, fast forward to September and to the pointy end of the season, and let's talk... Uh, Let's talk flags. So the Sharks are obviously winning a flag. And then who's your uh, who's your second pick to uh, win the premiership this year? In the GSFL. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, the Sharks uh, reserves as well. Yeah. No, I, I reckon I'm going to go with Port. I just yeah. like that they got it across the ground. I love their midfield. Um, and, you know, they've got great wings. I like their dashing defenders. Um, their forward line's pretty potent um but we, you know without one season oh finn Lyson. right you know like yeah. without one big star but it's sort of death by a thousand cuts with them and they just play that really quick brand of footy they've got those inside bulls still who are great you know bohey and winesy i got the brownlow fucking medalist you know yeah um yeah no stars so yeah, but they do have a brownlow medalist yeah i think they'll have um I just think they're going to have a ton of firepower. Um, and I, I really like the Lions too. Uh, then probably just round out the top four with the Doggies and the Ds. Um, and to be honest, it co- could go to any of those those four. But I reckon the Ds might have a bit of a hangover. Um, yeah, okay. And I, I must admit, I don't trust the Ds forward line. I know they just got it done. Um, but there's just something about their forward line that concerns me more than those other three sides um i don't know about the doggies either that yeah you, you, i wonder how they're last gonna bounce year you back. were saying you weren't in on the dogs as well or am i imagining that um oh, so last year was a long time ago uh <laughs> yeah it probably was to be honest uh and i was technically right i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah well they did not win the premiership can confirm yeah i i don't know actually uh, it's a good question i feel like i might have said that but then I probably tipped them to win the granny. I don't know. Uh, like when they made it. So mm. God knows. But I mean, the D's midfield's just so, so bloody good. Um, so they'll time. definitely be back there. So they're my top four, I would say. <clears throat> yeah. Well, look, flag? I can't, can't really disagree with like that top four. I mean, I'll be not shocked. Like Sydney might jump up and do something weird. Uh, no, July. really? Maybe. Like they got a pretty solid oh, outfit. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I mean anyone, top, maybe. Yeah, I'm mean, yeah, technically fry. All 18 teams can do that. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think the dogs are going to go one better this year. I think they're going to win the flag. I'm also not predicting, but I wouldn't be shocked if uh, the Ds did have a bit of a hangover. Um, that kind of ties a little bit into my uh, Brownlow medal pick, but I'll mention that in a minute. Ooh, okay. Um, and I think they'll beat the Brisbane Lions. I think I've shat on the Brisbane Lions for a couple of years about like falling short in the finals, but you got to get those like final scars and ha- like they lost to the dogs by what a point in last year's prelim in a cracking game, like yeah. just an unreal game of footy. So imagine yeah. how different we'd be talking if they had got over the line in that contest. Like they weren't that oh, yeah. far off and who knows anything can happen on grand final day. So they had to made the big dance. 
we might be talking about them. Oh, as and they were banged up premium. too. That's the other thing. They were missing quite a few key players and Lockie Neal was off. and No Rayner, no Harris Andrews. No, not yeah, Harris Andrews. Um, Who's the big? Hipwood. Eric Hipwood, yeah. So, yeah, I reckon the – wouldn't be shocked if Brizzy won it and I reckon it'll be Brizzy and the Dogs. Uh, I would not be surprised if Port – this was like their not last crack, but if they start to like teeter off a little bit. I mean – you said it before, like there's no, they've got the Brownlow medalist, but everyone was like, Ollie Wines. Like, oh, yeah, all right. I mean, I guess he's a Brownlow caliber player, but I just don't love, don't love like their A graders, if that makes sense. They've got like Rosie and Butters and Dersma, Dixon, Finlayson, like either young stars or these blokes that are like starting to get over the hill, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not fully in on the power. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were the ones that dip out of that four. But um, you can throw a bit of a blanket over those. I think that top four is pretty, like, pretty solid. Yep. Okay. Um, the Ds who I might have sliding. I think we're going to see something very rare this year, JLo. I think we're going to have a tie for the Brownlow. And it's going to be between Clayton Oliver and Christian Petrarca. Wow. All right, that's I, bold. I think Petrarca's going to going to win the Brownlow, and he's my pick. But if there's going to be any other outcome, I reckon, yeah, Claytos will also get plenty of votes. Gorney, for whatever reason, never polls well. And Has after anyone, the, have, have teammates have never won a Brownlow, have they? No, nah, no, nah, never. I mean, you might, the likes of Bartell and Ablett won them while they were in the same team, but there's never been like a tie between teammates. So, yeah. Yeah. I thought I'd just I bring that like, to the table. I feel like that says something though, Frosty, mate. Yeah. It's probably, we'll think about it. They both have to get 20 high twenties votes. It's very unlikely, but hey, I just want to be uh, on the record in case something crazy happens. Can't really go wrong with like the Bont or Jack Steele or something. But yeah, I reckon uh, Christian Petrarca's, if I had a gun to my head and had to pick one player, he's who I think is going to win it. I reckon Zachy Merritt might might jump up. There. I reckon the Dons might have a good year. Everyone's sort of picking him too. And I just reckon he's he's the main guy there. Um, I know Parrish had a ripper year last year and McGrath's around and whoever that other good-looking bloke is, Shield, he's, you know. He is a I feel like they've got stuff. enough midfield depth, but um, I reckon Zachy Merritt might sort of – he's right in that prime spot, that mm. mid to late 20s, I reckon he – He'd be my pick if I'd I've not thought about it until you just brought it up, but I reckon Zachy Merritt might be the the man. Don't uh He'd be my don't, don't sleep on Lockie Neal making a run at a second Brownlow either. Yeah, the, actually when you said your pick, I was like, hmm, Lockie Neal. But um so yeah, he's he'd be up there as well, I reckon. And uh, you know who I'd love to bloody see win the Brownlow, mate? Tim, Ke- Tim nah. Kelly. <laughs> Dookie Miller. Dookie Miller. Wouldn't that be so much fun? That would be. Isn't awesome. he just the best bloke? Like he's hung, he's stuck by a Gold Coast. Now all of a sudden he's like a superstar, and we we picked him all those years yeah, ago. We've like, been on the Took train since day dot. Pretty much just for his name, but literally, um, yeah. But, <laughs> but hey, now hasn't, hasn't let us down. Done. Yeah. So. Yeah, or J Mac would be nice to see. He just he just doesn't oh, get yeah. any chocolate. He just gets no, no recognition. He really yeah. doesn't, eh? 
it gets lost in like so, the Dunkley, Bont, Trelaw. Like there's big names there, but yeah, he kind of always seems to makes a couple of all Oz teams, but you're right. Doesn't mm. get a lot of uh, lot of shine. Uh, I reckon the Bont. With the dogs. Go on. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go on. I was just going to no, say, no, I reckon go. the Bont no, actually go, gets yeah. a bit too much credit for the dog success. He's a bloody good player. I'm not taking anything mm. away from him, but I don't know. It, I just feel like the, uh, the players around him just give him like so much room to operate. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Yep. Can't uh, can't knock that. But he's like you said, a fucking good gun. Fucking good. Uh, yeah, sticking with the doggies. Aaron Norton's my pick to uh, win the Coleman this year. He okay. was third, third in total shots on goal a season ago. Uh, also finished second to Toby Green in points kicked. I think this includes the finals. So, you know, take it with a bit of a grain of salt. But if he just improves his accuracy slightly, I reckon he showed like real good signs marking the footy um, throughout the preseason in their little games that they had on. And I reckon once again, he's going to have silver spoon service. So he's my pick to uh, take out the Coleman, which again is a, like who? No one would have picked Harry Mackay last year. You watch bloody Matt Tabernacle yeah. go close this year, but you know, like the, I got no, a funny. Always... No, go on. Finish. I was just gonna say, there's always randoms that like throw their hat into the ring. Tommy Hawkins is up there, and so is bloody um, Jezza Cam. But yeah, I reckon Aaron Norton's gonna get it done. I reckon that the safe pick would be Jezza Cam, but I reckon, um, I reckon. Two meter Peter might have a monstrous goal. <laughs> Imagine that. For, I'm serious. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I reckon he's the over the last few years. You kind of just gone. Oh, he's he's sort of getting it together weirdly, you know. And he's just a he's just a massive bloke. He's a huge. Dude. He can roost a footy like he's a outside fifty. He's a you know he's a good chance to kick it. He's actually a pretty good set shot when he's like getting his hands on the footy. I just think the Dons might get the ball down there enough. So he, he would be my roughy sort of like award pick. Yeah, okay. Out of the blue. He's only played, yeah. he's played less than 90 games. He's uh 25. Um, He did also last year, like it might've been against North Melbourne or someone, but I'm pretty sure he kicked Five, seven. Nah, he kicked seven in a game last year. I'm t- I just, yeah, that, that's why there's just something... Deep in my soul, that is saying, Yeah, you know, you're right. Well, I'll side with yeah. you there. You did also pick uh, the Dons to make a, a climb up the ladder a couple of years ago, and they're starting to chug in the right direction. So he <laughs> yeah, might be yeah, a couple of years ago, and they didn't. Now, <laughs> yeah, three years later, yeah. They just two meter Peter was the missing link. I think that was like 2018. I said they'd finished top four. We were in the kiln. Like it was 2019, I reckon. Yeah, so. it was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, all right, last one. Rising Star. It's pretty much a two-horse race. Uh, anything could happen, once again. But mm. if you had to pick one, do you reckon Dacos or the Horn Francis has taken out the Risen Star? The Dake? Probably, I think so too. See, I'm who, big on the. Who are the? Uh, is there anyone outside of those two who could win it? Well, yeah. There's. I tell you what. There's a couple of contenders that you kind of forget about. Who are like, you know, how like the game limits. Is the Richmond blokes or whatever? Oh, not Gibkus. 
like he I'll was a ready-made sort of Tommy Mitchell like guy. I thought. Oh, no, not sure. Hang on, where's it? Or maybe that the maybe I'm sure that it was Richmond. Maybe it was the Hawks who picked him. Maybe I'm getting that confused with Tommy Mitchell. Anyway, I, well, the Hawks bloke, like Josh Ward, is technically in the conversation. Maybe it was him. Maybe it was Wardy. Yeah. Um, I think Dacos is just going to generate so much buzz and highlights and stuff. But I actually put put a punt on uh, Horn Francis to do it. And now own him in both keeper leagues I'm in. So I'm all in on that bloke. Yeah, um, clearly. Yeah, like there's a couple of, like I said, a couple of blokes you wouldn't really think about. Like Jamara Eugle Hagen technically is on the yeah. list because he's a second oh, yeah. year player who played less than 10 games. Um, Braden Campbell, the bloke from the Swans that, Everyone reckons there's a weapon off the half-back line, but I don't think he's just going to get enough of the footy. Um, John Newcomb might be the bloke you're talking about, the mid-season recruit from last year. Nah, it was definitely a draftee, but anyway, just I think it was Wardy. Yeah, okay. Well, he, again, I think he's got, he'd be like the third or fourth in line, along with Rochelle, who we've already talked about a bit as well. So there's a couple of characters around, but I think is yeah, a dead set, two-horse race, and there's one horse that's leading the pack, so... Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, yep. To be honest, that that's just the always you just like who the fuck knows, man. Like, yeah, it could be a Reese Palmer who comes along and you're just like, oh fuck, he's he's an elite player. Like, you know. Oh no, nah, I saw that coming. I love a bit of Reese Palmer action. Your your hole. <laughs> um. All right. Do we do we dress the elephant in the room? Where's your? Oh, I haven't put on that much weight, mate. Where's your head at with the West Coast Eagles, mate? How are you travelling? Obviously, they have been capitulated with injuries <laughs> to the point where it's just like comical. <laughs> but how's uh? Yeah. How, how's know. how are you going? How are you going? Do you want do you want a vent for a minute? Are you glass half full? Oh, look, I, I'm um yeah, I'm definitely glass half full, um, but. I can absolutely see why everyone's sort of hitting the wooden spoon button kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think we'll slip down that far. Like all the bloody analysts who are saying that, I'm just like, come, calm down. Um, yeah. Because the, it's it's a bit like, well, it's not like the Denver Nuggets who are, you're like, yeah, you're not going to have Murray all season. Like these blokes will filter back in. Like Shuey's right. not miles off. Um, Duggan's going to come back in so there's there's enough quality oscar I Allen, he was I still playing said. no i think duggan's out mate Oof. hope you didn't draft him in uh draft league um I didn't actually um oscar allen i think he said round three four he's targeting so we still got enough solid blokes and it's just a cool opportunity um to see some of the newer guys like petrovsky seaton um mm. Witherden will finally get a bit of a run um and even some of the the young crew we've picked up. Um, and honestly, I'm pretty excited to see Hugh Dixon go out because he's looked good in the two practice matches. So, uh, yeah, we've still got Nick Nat. We've still got Biafi. I don't know. Like, it gets it. It's just that midfield depth, I reckon, that's really worrying. But um, just going to remain positive. Just be excited to have Willie Rioli back. I think uh, Liam cool. Ryan might have a monster year, um, you know, and just kick a bag of goals and win all Australian. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think we'll be all right. But it uh, it's just not the start to any year you want, really, is it? No, nah, fair point. I think it's pretty tough to, 
like justify picking him in fantasy, but Paddy Nash also looked really good in the half a game he played against us. Um, and I was and, surprised. And the other bloke, Tom, is it Tom Jonas? Joyce, yeah. Joyce, Joyce, cat. thank you. Um, yeah, I thought he looked pretty solid too. Same, yeah. I think mm. it's a bit, um, you know, half an Amy game, whatever. But, you know, just like you said, creates that opportunity. That Brady Hoff bloke is going to make his debut. Um, mm-hmm. So you get to unearth all these other characters. So give them a chance to play at the top flight. And like you said, it's not like these guys have drawn the line through them for ages. Uh, the spoon, it's not going to happen. I don't think, I think no. the West coast has too good a culture and too many like strong leaders still around like Bunger's still yeah. there. Kennedy's still there. Darling obviously is back in the um, building now. So they've still got like some pretty talented cats. Just a shame that like what, should have really been their like last couple of years to challenge for a flag with those characters is probably just going to end up turned into a bit of a nothing year. Yeah. I wonder if people are are getting a little bit like too doom and gloom, like, you know, half of these cats are only out for a few weeks, you know, it doesn't make or break the season. Obviously you want to get off to an all right start, but if you get, we say it all the time in our local footy league, doesn't matter how you start the season as long as you're peaking if you obviously got to make make the finals but you want to be winning games in september yeah so it's a long season the afl's like afl's a long season you know it's gonna it goes to friggin september so i'm not like freaking out i could see a situation where they scrape into the eight and i don't know just pull at least have one more tilt at the the premiership with everyone hopefully eventually healthy. Um, there's like no season ending injuries yet. So yet. Um, yep, we'll just see. Yeah. The Cinder's most continues to take down every uh, Australian athlete going around. I swear I've never heard of a Cinder's Moses injury outside of Australia, but uh, if they're going to scrape into the eight, they might have to dethrone the mighty Fremantle Dockers. I think this is, uh, you know, if, if we finish ninth or 10th, I'll be like, oh, okay. would you? Good old, good old standard for your year. But I will, yeah. we got to make the eight this year. Like, I, I think so just as well. for the I confidence agree. of all the boys as well. And like the buy-in for everyone, for what Longmuir is building. We've got the list. We've got the, like, I don't know why they haven't been playing any of their draftees in the preseason, but mm. from the most recent draft, but. It seems like they're like, nah, boys, like you can't just come in here if you're a top 10 pick. Like you got to earn your spots. Like bloody Michael Frederick um, and the elite Sam Switkowski are still like holding down their spots. Um, and they look, they look pretty good. I mean, granted, it was against an injury depleted West Coast side, the two games we've seen them play so far. But I've got a lot of, <laughs> say this at about March 14th. Every year, I've got a lot of cautious optimism around uh, the Purple Haze. So, what are you, what are your uh, Frio opinions? I I always want to see Frio win, other than in the derbies. So I will give you credit I'm, for that. That's true. Yeah, I'm all I'm all aboard the uh, the Frio train. I I'm not sure. I I do worry that it might be a ninth place finish. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I just your midfield depth worries me a, a smidge. Mm-hmm. I think losing chair is just that sucks so much. It's not underrated because I think we're talking about it, but it's like 
yeah, a kick in the dick, eh? It's just, if, if that didn't happen, I think this, the narrative would be very different. I'd be like, yep, top eight, no worries. And, you know, and beyond. But now I'm sort of thinking fringe finals and, you know, you don't want to finish in the six, seven or eighth spot, really. Nah, like dangerous. the doggies did it to uh, in 17 or whatever it was, 16. But it's pretty much just like, an early exit in the finals. So your forward line is still like tabs missing week one, isn't he? Yeah. Hammy lob. What do you reckon? I don't know. Fuck that bloke. Ca- cash that bloke in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sean Darcy adds a lot like having him answer some questions, but you kind of feel like the ruck spot. You don't need an elite ruckman to win a prem. Do you really? Like, nah. yeah. So I don't know. I like your back line. Um, I'm I'm worried that it's going to be nine ten again. Yeah. Yeah. Nine ten again. Well, we after going from well, actually, what did we finish last year? Probably like eleven or twelve, twelve maybe. Yeah, I want to just see us crack that eight. But yeah, it's, it's, it's the same. It's literally the same story as the last six years for Frio, which worries so, me. <laughs> Who's going to score the footy? Like who's kicking the goals? Because you guys are an elite defensive team last year, but where are the goals coming from, mate? You tell me. i got no idea. Uh, Michael Frederick uh, at this point. Yeah, well, if, unless Sam Switkowski does prove to be elite and challenge Aaron Norton for the Coleman, I think uh, that same question will be asked this time next year as well. Yeah, but it's a worry. The bloke they drafted, I'm pretty high on. Jaya Miss, I reckon he'll be good. Uh, can't expect him to carry the ship year one and no. two grab tab not being there is obviously going to hurt as well but you know mick walters if he's a bit rejuvenated can hit the scoreboard like you don't don't necessarily have to have like a coleman medalist again to win the flag but that's never been freo's problem we just need someone to kick like 30 plus goals which considering mm. we play 22 games each year is a bit sad yeah oh well say love, eh? uh say love. who you got who you got winning the grand final rematch demons or dogs Oh, good question. I reckon the doggies might just be a bit more up for it, to be honest. Want some revenge? Um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, although, bloody, didn't Fritchie kick five last week? Probably. He kicks five most weeks. I think he did. I, I th- I'm pretty sure I saw it was last week he kicked five. So I'm like, geez, they're potent. They're bloody potent. They're probably at f- I-, I haven't heard about any real injuries in the D's camp. Have you? Nah, I think they're flying pretty high. Yeah, it's it's just going to be a ripping match. Thank God they made the first match of the the season that. Yeah. Thank God. fucking God we don't have to sleep our way through another Richmond Carlton grind. It's just yeah. they suck. There, there hasn't been a good one in years. No. Like Jake the Push Up King was around last time. It was good, and that was probably when Carlton was actually the better team. You know what I mean? Like shout out Jakey. Um, yeah. Shout. Oh mate, there's one of my favorite all time players. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think the dogs might just get it done. Particularly if uh, your call of Norton for Coleman is looking any good. So it'd be a cool uh, battle to watch him against like Lever slash Steve May to like open the season. Those two midfields yeah, wh- going head to head. I worry about the doggies back end though. That's that's the one question for me. Yeah. I don't know what you fair. think. Mm. Mm, I mean, who they got? Alex Keith. Bailey Dale. Uh, yeah. Bailey Williams. 
just a whole lot of bail down there. Caleb Daniel. Yeah. No, I'm not. Maybe the dogs won't win the flag. I don't know. <laughs> the doggies just, it's the doggies midfield gets on top, they win. Right. Yeah. But it's a you question. Know, I think, uh, I think the D's will win, but okay. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Thank God they've changed that first game of the season, at least. I don't care that it's on a Wednesday night. Put it on a fucking Monday night for all I care, as long as we don't have to open the season with Carlton Richmond. I bloody wish they did start it tonight. You know, go Monday through fucking Sunday. Like, That'd be AFL dope. week one dominates. Just dominate yeah. the airwaves. That would be Everyone awesome. would go but, to the games. Everyone would watch them. Like, you would put bums on yeah, seats. As, as much as you, you miss, like, you would miss having, like, a Saturday full slate. Fuck it. Just give me a game every day. I'd be pumped, mate. I'd there love that. Nice about that. Uh, that's been a big footy yarn. Did have a couple of NBA things I want to get through. Uh, before we dive into the basketball, let's sneak in like a couple minutes on the NFL and the quarterback carousel. So if you uh, okay, been sleeping under a rock. Aaron Rodgers has re-signed for with the Packers. Russ Wilson is now a Denver Bronco. And there's yep, rumors. It's been all over the Denver airwaves, mate. Oh, mate, there's rumors that uh, the Carolina Panthers are aggressively pursuing Deshaun Watson. But that's not even the biggest quarterback news for us. No, I know. I know. Oh, I'm Can't aware. bury the lead. The GOAT. Don't bury the lead, mate. To the NFL. After yeah. two months in retirement, he's pulled an MJ and he's coming back. <laughs> Season 23. Imagine if that bloke comes out and wins a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, he could have won one this year, let's be honest. I don't know if it would change the narrative at all for me. I would just be I like, think... oh, yeah, probably shouldn't have retired, If, to be honest. like, yeah, Unless you're seemed... just totally over it. Yeah. There was a couple of rumors going around while he was retired, in quotation marks, um, that the San Francisco 49ers were going to make a trade for him because they're right. – They've already decided to move on from Jimmy G. He hasn't got a new home yet, but I would have loved to have seen him because I think he's from San Fran or that area. Um, would have okay. loved to have seen him like pull the trigger on a trade, land there, lead them to a bowl, and then just fade off into the sunset. Like we're in a Super yeah. Bowl for three different teams, like within five years as well. At the age of four, that'd be unreal. That'd be elite. All right, that's your NFL talk. Um, I'll be honest, I don't want to talk about the Cavs much at the moment. Jared Allen's out indefinitely. Darius Garland still looks fantastic, but we continue to slide, and I only expect us to continue to slide. Yeah, I got it. I'm sorry, but I also think that's going to happen. I think you're going to have had this amazing year and then just fall into the plane and get wiped, to be honest. But you know what? Like, this is obviously glass half full fry trying to justify mm-hmm. it, but it we is. got some good cats. If we weren't injured and we were playing like this and losing, then I'd be a bit worried. But like Mobley's hitting the rookie wall. Colin Sexton played six games this year. Like there's a lot of factors that everyone goes through this shit, right? Like obviously the next team we're going to talk about is missing their second and third best player, but you know, it happens. We did, well, actually, no, we technically haven't gone over 500 yet, but we definitely outperformed what I thought we would do. And in the process, I've been like pretty happy with everything I'm hearing about the Cavs culture, like Karis Levert, Rubio, who was there before he got traded, Rondo, who rocked up halfway through the year. Like all of them are like, oh, nah, like 
this is a really good vibe. Like we want to win here. We think we can. So yeah, yep. as doom and gloomy as our, the rest of our outlook is over the final dozen to 15 games, kind of okay with where we're at. Yeah. The, the one thing I think we talked about this on the weekend, I worry that because you guys were doing so good and then have fallen, mm. that could just, you know, like if they just sort of finished where they are now, if they'd been the sixth seed all season, you'd be like, oh, wow, what a great. So I didn't even think that maybe make the playoffs, like great season. But because there was talk of like, oh my God, these guys might be a top two or three seed. Like, you yeah, know, I, I worry that that spot for a while. Yeah, I worry that that slip backwards might be like like taking a step backwards, even it's within the same season, you know, like you've kind of had to, anyway, I just, that would be my one worry. It's fair. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> you don't need to talk to me about Cavs worries, mate. I'm uh, well-educated yeah. in the topic. Yeah. But, hey, but it does. Uh, I, yeah. Mobley looks elite, you know, and does, Darius looks unreal. So he does. You guys will be fine. Myself a uh, Darius Garland Jersey for the next couple of weeks. Mm. I might buy one, mate. He's playing that good. Uh, Speaking of playing pretty good, Nikola fucking Jokic still getting it done. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time us talking about him being the MVP because, to be honest, I think we both agree he should be, and I think it's a race, but I also think he's leading the race and deserves to lead the race and should continue to lead the race. Uh, but what's your... Tomorrow outlook? will dictate the MVP. Oh, yeah, it gets Joel. Oof. Oof. They play tomorrow. Philly's on the back, uh, second night of a back-to-back. So part of me, I like I he couldn't do it because then everyone would be like, oh, he's dipping Jokic. But oh no, you, you could see Joe. You know, it's Joel Embiid, man. Like yeah. so. Anyway, I think tomorrow the MVPs won. Whoever wins will win it. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I will. Uh, because it's all about the, the narrative and the talking heads, and you know. So if if one gets the better of the other tomorrow. It'd be interesting to see if Philly won and then, but Jokic had like a 40 point, 15 rebound, 15 assist, triple double. Like, true. And Joel didn't play as well or something. Yeah. I th- there's a lot being made about, oh, well, like Jokic has obviously got a very inferior supporting cast, but people are kind of justifying it. They're like, oh, well, Joel Embiid's like struggled as well. He's had no Ben Simmons, but yeah, don't get me started. Like, the two lineups against each other. I'm just double checking. Yeah, there's like three games, two games difference between both of them. And yeah. obviously Harden's been in town for a couple of weeks now for Philly. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't think it's really a huge argument. I think regardless of tomorrow, Nick Yoke will probably uh take home the chockies. But what are your what are your thoughts on the Nuggies? for the remainder of the season. How confident are you that if we get a bit of MPJ and Jamal action, that they can make a real push for a chip? As long as we hold on to that sixth spot or, you know, go above, then we're fine. Um, oh, look, even if we got, went the play and we got the best player in the world, like Jokic, I think like Jokic, like LeBron before him and Kobe, well, LeBron's still around, but LeBron and Kobe and Michael, I don't. <clears throat> I haven't watched any of the others. You know what I mean, like. But those, elite company. He ha- he's got an another level. Like he's got a sixth gear or a seventh gear that when he needs to, he pulls it out. Like you saw that in that New Orleans game when he scored the thirty in the two court, yeah, like true. last and overtime. He's like, all right, like I need to go. 
I'm a bit tired, like, but everyone's tired. Um, so he will get it done. I'm like, I think we could win it this year. Um, honestly, like, I think the the whole NBA is wide open, um, more wide open than it's ever been. Not convinced. I'm not sold on the Warriors. Definitely, you know me. I'm not sold on the Suns. Um, I'm not sold on Brooklyn. Like, although I would be, they'd be the ones I'd be the most worried about is Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. Um, What's well, funny? I was gonna play a little game uh, the after we talk about the Nugs and a little bit of the West Standings involving the Nets. But as the Nuggies, who would you like to see? Say you hold that top six spot. Who would you like to see in the first round? Would you want to potentially? Bagged up Golden State. Would you want an inexperienced Memphis? What do you reckon? I, I would lean towards Memphis um, because of the inexperience. But to be honest, I think Memphis might have swept us during the season. And it's because they attack the paint and teams that attack the paint give the Nuggets a ton of problems. Uh, whereas we beat the Warriors three out of four and probably should have won the other day. So Yeah, right. Uh, there's a case for both. I something in in me says, I don't know if I buy the Memphis Grizzlies this year. Um, you know they're playing great, but <clears throat> I and Jar's elite, but I don't know if I believe in Jaron Jackson that much. Stephen Adams, Jokic feasts on. So there's there's good and bad in both series, but I think I'd go Memphis. Feels a bit like a bit of too much too soon for the Grizzlies to be like a little bit doing yeah. shitloads in the playoffs, right? Yeah. What happened to Rose in his MVP year? Did How far did they go that year? What was that? 2008? Yeah. I think that was the last year of LeBron and the Cavs. And I think they lost in the semis to Cleveland or Boston who played. I reckon they lost to Boston. It sounds about Because right. I remember him and Rondo having like triple doubles against each other and stuff. Yeah, I, there was a, pre- a bit of time when, um, oh, it might have might have been after the Rose like MVP year that they had like a seven game series in the first round that went bloody um, like three overtimes, one triple Maybe overtime, that's one double overtime. Of. Yeah, I'll uh, mm. I'll have a quick squiz while you. Uh, I just want to address. A uh, little bit of MVP talk. Bron James uh, isn't going to win the MVP. Uh, probably isn't going to be in the top five. But the bloke is uh, at another level right now. He's in his 19th season. Ready for it? It is time for the useless sports by Fry out of the night. Uh, he's averaging 29.7. Pretty elite, right? He's in his mm. 19th year. Uh, have a guess at who the... Neck or what the next highest points per game average was by a player in their 19th season. Carl Malone would have had it. Nah, close. Oh, 19th season. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. It'd be fuck all, mate. Yeah, it was... Uh, Kareem? Good, good old Kareem. He had 14.6. Yeah. So technically, the distance between LeBron and Kareem is greater than Kareem and zero. So LeBron's like mm. doubling what Kareem did in 19. So just wanted to give him a little bit of a shout out. Is a Laker currently was a former Miami heat player, but there's still a Cleveland player in my eyes. So shout out to in LeBron. Kareem's defense. Kareem was playing in converse Chuck Taylor's. So <laughs> that's a good point. That is also a good point. Uh-huh. LeBron plays in clouds. 
<laughs> in cloud, cloud Nike 12s. Um, look at it the East, all right? We talked a bit about the West, talked a bit about the Nuggies. Uh, you did talk about the Brooklyn Nets briefly, who have started to kind of refine their mojo after losing 17 of 20, which mm-hmm. as, even as I was hearing that, I was like, that, that can't be right. But it was, it was a stat. Uh, they're the eighth seed at the moment. They might not jump into the top six, but I don't think it matters. I think whoever plays them in the play-in games is in, in trouble. Mm. Uh, they might have to play Toronto, though, in Toronto without Kyrie, which would just be crazy. Very different uh, set of circumstances. Um, but out of the other teams in the East, I just want to go through them one by one. And mm. I think you and I both agree that a full-strength Brooklyn team is going to like put some waves through the playoffs potentially win a chip to be honest it's not even the finals not even the full strength brooklyn it's just kevin durant yeah fair for me yeah and you know what after that uh i don't want to talk about the sixes a lot but after that james harden trade i think it actually like really did help their depth we were talking a couple of weeks ago about andre drummond and i was like Oh. oh yeah he's like he's a piece but like he's a very they needed a big man and he's like slotted into that role and doing it pretty well. Seth Curry is like, might be the most, like, if not one of the most underrated players in the league, really. Like, yep. Yep. I agree. Um, so I just want to reel through a couple of the teams. They're stacked up against Brooklyn. Given the current Kyrie situation uh, and the Ben Simmons situation, let's paint a hypothetical of Simmons as playing, but he's, you know, s- still unsure of what we're going to get. Who would you take? Uh, in a series, you got Miami or Brooklyn. Who's going to uh, win that one? Oh, that's a tough one because mm. Miami will have Start home the court. Top. Um, oh, that's that's probably the the one of the harder ones for me. I, I'd probably take KD. Yeah, okay. KD will win would, that. I don't know I about Brooklyn, but KD just just side with Miami but if it goes to a game seven it's on the road Kyrie could play so hey, is Adebayo playing I think so yeah where's uh, he gone let me fact he check. just dropped he, off the face of the bloody earth mate he came out of the all-star break like a fucking bull in a china shop like he was oh, okay, going well. gangbusters but has cooled in the last week or so but just um, like compared to last season he was banged up. Like, he missed a month of basketball at one point. Ballpark. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, he's firing. Had 30 and 17 against the Cavs a couple of nights ago. Fantastic. Ouch. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Philadelphia. Currently the two seed in the East. Um, I would take... That would be awesome. That would be so awesome. I really... Like, agree. I hope they play in the playoffs in a seven-game series. Um, I'd take Brooklyn... I think I do too. I don't think you can go. I think, I, but maybe I've just got a little bit of anti-Joel Embiid right now, I must admit. Yeah, fair. I mean, he is uh, challenging, I was going to say your second favourite, but your favourite player uh, for the MVP. Oh, yeah, no. Who's my, who's my potential first favourite? Ty Lawson doesn't play anymore, man. <laughs> Evan Mobley, mate. <laughs> Gary Harris, baby. <laughs> Bones Highland. Can't get, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. There was Bones. You got me. Um, the Bucks. Bucks and the Nets. I'll take the Bucks. Me too. Yep. Yeah. 
and I wouldn't don't think I'd think twice. The Bulls. Ooh, that'd be a good series. I have that something. Be series. Uh, that'd be a fun series. Yeah. So what's the deal with the Bulls at the moment? Like, who's missing? Lonzo and Caruso. Yep, but both they, should be back soonish. If they play, then they would. The Bulls would win, but otherwise, they'll take Kevin Durant. Oh, so you reckon the Bulls could get up if they had their like full strength roster? I think if the Bulls are full, then they will maybe win it. Yeah, okay. That yeah, per- their perimeter de- defense, their length, their shot making, mm-hmm. Vucevic is solid enough. They're f- phenomenal. I I really rate the Bulls at full strength. Yeah, I'm still all year since the off season. I've been a bit skeptical of them and i yeah you were yeah the same i mean don't get me wrong i was wrong with my original assumption but uh i think that they're still i don't know can't fully endorse it um just quickly caruso made his comeback in their last game oh and lonzo is targeting mid-march and it's the 14th of march so you can't get much more (laughs) mid-march Yeah, if they've got 15-odd games to play their way in, I reckon they're going to be really dangerous. Um, yeah. I, I would almost pick them to come out of the East, them and Ooh. Giannis. That would actually be a pretty cool East Finals, the Bulls-Nets, to be honest, if you could, like, they could dodge each other until they got to that yeah. um, yep. that matchup. Uh, I think we can kind of just skip over the Cleveland Cavaliers. We talked about them. Yeah. And we expect their season to unfold. Boston yep. Celtics, who, uh, while Brooklyn lost 17 of 20 games at one point, Celtics are 17 and three in their last 20. That could have changed in the last game or two, but they've been flying. Not sure. Their defense is really good. They've sort of got it together. I was watching a really interesting Ringer podcast today, and they're sort of talking about the way different defenses can use strengths and weaknesses and sort of Boston Celtics were one of the ones they brought up and they sort of, you know, like they've got enough length up front to let Rob Williams like fly at shooters in the corner and stuff like that. It's working really well. So um, yeah, nah, nah. I I think Tatum's a bit overrated um, personally. And I know he's just had two like huge scoring output games and he's been on a real run. I think he's just like, he's not an efficient enough scorer. For the playoffs. Okay. That's yeah, I think opinion. I would I would probably side with the Nets, but that one probably second to the heat is the one that gives me the most like eyebrow Ooh. raise. Yeah. Just to know about those the two in Boston, two stars. I really like Tatum. I've said for a long time, I think he's like he is the one of the next guys who will be mm. the best player in the best players in the world, but He's just too inefficient at the moment. Um, so he just needs to... I mean, he's been efficient the last few games, but yeah. Checks out. Um, and then, yeah, he, then you dive into the play-in bubble where you get your Toronto and... Toronto are bloody good. Atlanta. Toronto are. Because, and the, the one thing about Toronto is they are they must be, by a long way, the longest team in the NBA. Like they take up so much space. They do. Actually. Like that's exactly they just we just played them, so I know. Like I just saw them. Like mm. they are just huge, mate. Like they're Boucher, Achua, Spicy P's long. You know, the only bloke who's not long on that team is Fred. 
So that's yeah. that's something they could probably guard KD quite well. Gary Trent's like, oh, you'd think he's a guard, but he's still like six five or maybe even six six, right? Yes, and he's a great defender too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, that's my uh, take on John. Good to know. I had a little bit of a dive. Uh, Derek Rose actually won the MVP in 2011. Don't know why I thought it was 2008. Yeah, uh, where'd that come was, from? Which was the first year that LeBron was in Miami. Right, uh, that's right. And they, they and lost to yeah. the Heat in the conference finals. Ah, okay. One game okay. one and then lost the next four. Right, got you. Yep. There you go. Shout out Derek Rose. Yeah, Derek Rose was drafting no eight. There it is. There it that's is. That's what it was. There it is. All right. Uh, that's a long podcast. That's a bumper. A lot of uh, a lot of meat on the bone for that one. Sportsby friends uh, can rejoice in the fact that we're back on the airwaves. Yeah, the Sportsby friends. Hey, friends. <laughs> you. All right, mate. I'm uh, going to bounce and edit this. Thanks for joining in. Uh, I reckon we do this again next week, eh? It's, yeah, I'm going to hold you to it. Yeah, sounds good. Stop ducking me. Stop, stop, Joel, and beating me, man. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to get some sleep so I can get up and watch that game and zero in. Yeah, seven thirty, seven thirty, Perth time. Be there, be square. All right. All until right. next time, ship your windy. Ship your windy, boys. All right. Uh. Yeah, I'm glad we got that on file.